Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ecco Cristaldo che viene fermato e in questo momento. Il triplice fischio dell'arbitro Rocchi di Firenze, sentite la bordata di fischi, il Catania vince a Bologna 2 a 1 ma Catania e Bologna assieme a Livorno retrocedono in Serie B. And welcome back to Forza Italian Football's My Greatest Game series. We've had a game from the 1990s, we've had a game from the noughties. Both have been Rome derbies. The, the glamour is being lost a little bit in today's edition, but the drama is most certainly being ramped up, if anything. We're going to 2014 this time with FIF's writer Marco Jackson to talk about a a curious little game between Bologna and Catania at the Stadio Renato Dallara in round 37 of Serie A, in which both teams ended the day as Serie B teams. So, enjoy. Primo tempo iniziato da 4 minuti allo Stadio Renato Dallara, le due compagini si stanno affrontando indossando le seguenti maglie: Bologna tradizionale a strisce verticali rossoblu, Catania bianca. Marco, um, I feel strange calling you Marco, but welcome along. It's a pleasure to finally speak to you we worked together for god knows a, a fair few years now and this is the first time we've spoken it's nice hearing your voice to be honest yeah as i say on you it's i mean this game i was obviously writing with forza italian football before this so yeah we're going back well maybe eight ten years yeah i think i started writing at fif in 2013 so coming up to my seventh anniversary now yeah yeah probably about the same maybe a year or so before i don't know it's been a long time yeah, it has. Right, let's stop beating around the bush because we've got a, a different game today. We've got we've come from consecutive derby d'Italia, or not derby d'Italia, uh, two Rome derbies, Lazio Roma, Lazio Roma twice, and some of the glamour is lost with this one. We're talking about Bologna against Catania, a game that saw both teams relegated. My first question yeah. is, how old were you when you watched this game at first? 
It was 2014, so I would have been 32. Okay. And do you remember where you were? I do remember. I remember exactly where I was. I was lying on the floor of a hotel room in in one of the Greek islands. I can't remember which one. And I had sort of hacked into the Wi-Fi of the closest bar to us so I could watch it on my little betting screen because okay. I was away on holiday. Unconventional situation to watch uh, a match in. I've got to ask, why did you bother watching Bologna Catania if you were on holidays in Greece? Because at that point we were doing a thing on for the Italian football where you, you did a weekly article on every team, or every team had an article, and I had Bologna. Ah, the club so, focus. Yeah, right. club focus. One of the things that started my love for Atalanta, so I can relate to watching games in unusual circumstances for that. Um, yeah. And then nextly. I guess Bologna got relegated from this game. So why have you chosen this as your your favourite game? Because it was... I had spent that whole season watching Bologna get worse and it was like a charade, a whole comedy of errors that took them down. And that was very much the pinnacle of it. And yeah, I don't... I watched a lot of games in my time. don't remember any of them quite so vividly as that one, probably partly because of how I watched it but then partly just for the game itself it was it was microcosm of their season it was horrible <laughs> uh, so maybe most memorable game is a little bit more fitting for this looking at the the wider context of this right I, I dipped into it I, I looked at the squads and my word that Bologna squad is terrible it's no surprise they got relegated is it that makes no it's no, that Bologna attack was terrible. The defence weren't so bad, but the attack were horrible. Yeah, well, it's part of the reason the attack was horrible by the end of the season, I suppose, is that Alessandro Diamante, an absolute gem, a diamond of a player, if you will, um, he left in, in the January transfer window. He did. He left right at the end of the January transfer window. He had pretty much kept Bologna up on his own on the season before. And I think he got five or six goals before Christmas. And this was a team team who had gone from um, Stefano Pioli had them conceding a lot at the start and then he tightened it up and moved to 3-5-1-1 and then they just became turgid and could not score at all despite Diamante and then I think because they needed a little bit of money they sold him to China right on the end of the transfer window. So is that the reason he left then just so they could get some money in? It's from what I could gather at the time I think it was about 2 million euros so it wasn't a huge amount but it was simply get rid of Diamante because he's not doing what we want him to do and see if we can get someone better in and not have the time to do it. Because mm, I remember he came to Atalanta then on loan from Guangzhou Evergrande and yeah. this was in 2016, so two years later he came at the end for the second half of the season and I remember the Atalanta Curva had a big banner up saying Percassi signed Diamante whatever the cost. He only got one goal but he was along with Papu Gomez, one of the real creative sparks in that team. So he obviously still had it in him, and he did end that season as Bologna's top scorer, despite only playing half of it. I think he made 12 he Serie did, yeah. appearances. That's just a testament to how bad that Bologna team were, to be honest, especially in attack. Rolando Bianchi, I mean, he was past his best by then. I know you have a soft spot for him. Oh, I love Bianchi, yeah. That was why I chose Bologna when the, <laughs> when the teams were being dished out. Is it really? It is, yeah. Why? Because, you know, he'd left Torino, and I think someone had already got Torino. I was a Torino fan, still am. But then I figured, 
you know, let's let's keep up with Rolando. He's going to be a success, isn't he? He's got to be. And then, then he wasn't. He did go to Atalanta next after this, and I remember him being awful. Like, really, really awful. He was so this was probably the beginning born of in Bergamo, wasn't he, as well? So I think, I think he was Bergamo. returning home when he went. That makes sense. Him and Richmond Boaccia came up at the same time. And one of them wore the number nine, the other wore 99. So after yes. that, the thing was, oh, if you're in trouble, call, call 999 and they'll save you. I, I'd be surprised if they got five goals between them for the club. Oh, but Richmond Boaccia was good. He came up with, um, did he come up with Sassuolo when he got promoted? Yeah, he was with Sassuolo, but he wasn't much good when he came to, to Bergamo, sadly. That attack, as I said, how bad they were. There was probably a couple of weeks before this game, they were misfiring, obviously. And they had a match behind closed doors. Basically, Bologna played all the attack against all the defence just to see, basically get some shots and get some goals and get some stuff in. And played 90 minutes, it ended nil-nil. Which, again, this, this, was, <laughs> this was that team. I didn't realise this. Um, so when did this happen? That that game, I think maybe they won a game again, or they got a point against Genoa a couple of weeks before that. It was around that sort of March April time. Oh my god! So that obviously without the amount, they, they, that's horrid. That is really really poor. I'm not surprised yeah. though either. It, they went through a couple of coaches actually before we go to the coaches. What happened with Bologna's? apparent or attempted replacement for Alessandro Diamante. There's a funny story. In Ibsen, the the (laughs) highly rated, presumably had seen something on YouTube, Ibsen. The very one, They um, signed him, they brought him in from Brazil, I presume they flew him in from Brazil and then sent nobody to meet him at the airport. He arrived at the airport and there was no directors, no nobody, nobody to meet him there. I don't know quite how he made his way to the club, but he did get to the club and signed, played, you wouldn't have known he played. He didn't do much when he did. And I think maybe one, maybe two directors ended up getting fired over the fact that they didn't go to meet him. So he still signed after not being oh, he's, he's, Yeah, he still signed. He still joined and I don't, I don't know if he made many starts. I think he played, yeah, 10, 15 games over the course of the next year and then disappeared back to back to obscurity. Mm. Looking at his, his career before Bologna and after Bologna are two very different things. So before them, he played for Flamengo, Porto, Spartak, Moscow, Santos, Flamengo and Corinthians. So quite good teams. After yeah, Bologna, he played for Sport, Minnesota United and Tom Bense. It's a clear fall off after that. Yeah, he. I mean, you could tell that that might happen when he was when he was playing for Bologna. He was he was not good. Yeah, okay. Right, so talk me through this game then. What happened? Bologna welcomed Catania to the Stadio Renato Dallara. Both are fighting against relegation. I had, I did a little bit of looking into this myself because I knew Catania were bad that year. Catania had not won an away game since more than a year before. They had scored two goals away from home in 2014 to this point. They were, this was a very, I mean... It was a bad Bologna team, but this was a much, much worse Catania team. So, right, Catania came to the Dallara, and and what happened? Well, basically, the you know this was this was the game that Bologna could win. No guarantees they did; they would stay. But this is you know easiest game you get all season. So the stadium's full, everything's going. Bologna started off; they did a bit. Um, there was Lazarus and um, what do you call him, Coney, on the flanks, doing a bit. And, trying to get some chances, put a bit of pressure on early doors, and then well, booking for one of the Catania players for a foul on, on Panagiotis Kone. 
sort of slowed everything down. Catania found their way into it, scored quite a flat-footed goal from just outside the box after the half hour. Bologna pressed on, pressed on. Catania had a man sent off. And still Bologna, because it was that Bologna team, they couldn't score. And then, yeah, this is it. You could just sort of see the season ebbing away. You could see desperation creeping in, shots from everywhere, everything happening, and Bologna just couldn't score. Catania knew that they'd probably go down anyway. Bologna, if they lost, would go down. Came out for the second half, pressed on. Bologna got an equaliser. Probably about 15 minutes to go, the equaliser. Il pareggio del Bologna con Morreo. Una fiondata in diagonale che non ha lasciato scampo a Frison. Siamo arrivati esattamente al 33esimo minuto. Bologna 1, Catania 1 a tela linea. They had, at this point, brought on Robert Aquafresca on the subject of futile strikers. He had not scored for two years, I think he'd not scored for at this point. But he came on to, you know, stir things up, get some goals. Didn't do that. I think it was a left-back in the end, scored for Bologna. And then as they pressed on to get a winner, try to save themselves, Catania broke down the other end, scored a winner. Went really, really mental over the winner. And then... Ended up relegated anyway. Incredibile a Bologna, torna in vantaggio il Catania con Bergessio, un contropiede. Bergessio ha trovato lo spazio per il tiro e sul primo palo alla sinistra del portiere Curci lo ha battuto. Bologna 1, Catania 2, esattamente al 38esimo, 30 secondi a tela linea. And the, the scenes at the Dalara obviously a bit somber at the final whistle. Yes, it was, yeah. I mean, given that it was full, there was, yeah, some anger from the stands, shall we say. Yeah, they were not happy. As you can understand. They did come pretty much straight back up, though, from Serie B, right? They did come back up, and they were promoted in a playoff, which I don't think would have seen them promoted in any other country. They were promoted having drawn a two-legged playoff, would have lost on away goals, and then got promoted on the basis of having finished higher in the league than their opponent. Yeah, the beauty Which of I don't say, think, yeah. they, I can't remember who it was that they played, but I don't think they realised that at the time. So the game finished and both teams sort of celebrated as if they'd been promoted. <laughs> um, I mean, it's Italian football at its finest, that, isn't it? Absolutely. Right. Um, well, have you anything else to add about this game, Marco? I don't know. I mean, as I said, it, it was just horrible. Um, yeah, you take off Bianchi, who's got one goal to bring on Robert Aquafresca. You, yeah, it was just... Did it, I think Ibsen even came on. He made one of his rare appearances in this one. Yeah, they were just shocking, shocking, shocking teams playing against each other, and it all went wrong. Lovely. I it's, mean, it's, that, that's what you want from an end-of-season relegation battle, isn't it? It was perfect for that, yeah. It, I mean, they both deserve to be relegated over the course of the season, and it was nice that they got to have that final <laughs> hurrah of... yeah. And and that's the note we'll end it on. Marco, thank you very much for joining us to talk about your favourite Thank game. you. It's good to speak to you. Yeah, you too.
mentre sfilano ragazze di illusioni che se poi esiste la felicità chi ti dice che non passi anche di qua tu sei grande Bologna tu sei forte Bologna così bella Bologna Guarda il cielo come blu, col rosso fuoco dell'amore. Dai vestiti così, sei bella più di un fiore. Staremo in curva, abbracciati a più l'idea. E sarà come sentire la Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 